This dude has something seriously against like travel pillows or like anyone oh, yeah, that big would, time. would love to like sleep on a plane and enjoy their life. Mm-hmm. Not this guy. I've no. never used one. I can't sleep on a plane, so maybe I should. Whenever, uh, whenever I'm traveling and I see people with travel pillows around their neck, I, I do laugh on the inside a little bit. Why? Because you're not going to sleep either way. I, I do know. I don't care if there's a little cushion thing here on your shoulder. You don't think they sleep at all? No. I see I people passed out. I sleep on a plane all the time without one. Well, that's for you. You know the best way to sleep on a plane? I'm going to give you the secret right here. You put down the tray table. Oh, so I saw a travel pillow like evolved and like truly, truly like game changing. Mm. It was like this pillow that this guy had that attached to here somehow and came up over here and like was a big circle. His face got perfectly rested in the hole on his lap. Perfect. Look at that. And that guy was knocked out like that. (laughs) He was knocked out like that. Pretty that interesting. Seems bad for your back. It seems horrific for your back. Yeah, but it was like, you it's know, pretty clutch. What are you guys' favorite cereal? I honestly don't eat cereal. Yeah, I haven't had cereal. Don't in, eat cereal in a while. In many years, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, he's cereal. But I, I kind of like. <laughs> I already know you're gonna make fun of me. Okay. But I do kind of like Raisin Bran okay. for like nostalgic reasons because my grandma used to give me Raisin Bran. I do like Raisin Bran. Oh. Okay, okay. Yeah, me too. Oh, I, I like thought for Raisin sure Bran. you guys were going to roast me for that. So I have I have like healthy favorites mm. and I have sugar favorites. Mm. Like I do like Captain Crunch. Yeah. I love Captain Crunch. And like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Captain Crunch. What's that like again? It's uh. I don't, it's very hard to describe. Is it? Is it brown? It's like little brown pieces, right? I mean, cream color. They look like little bow ties. They're like, right. I would say, skin color. I think I yeah 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 like, like they look like pellets co- kind of skin right? color squares. Yeah yeah. That resemble I'm square dog food. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, which most cereal kind of looks like dog food yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Is it just that, or is there stuff mixed in? Well, they have crunch berries. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which the little squares with the berries in them. And then they have They're like a little flower shape. Then they have like, oops, all berries. Right. Where the guy had like a mistake, pressed the button. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oops. (laughs) I didn't see that coming. (laughs) The mistake's been going on for years and years now. (laughs) Yeah. It could have been something they did by mistake. Yeah. They just rolled with it. It might have made them a lot of money and then they're like... Can't stop now. Yeah, that could be. You know what I like? Uh, I grew up with Apple Jacks. Ah. My wife loves Apple Jacks. Cinnamon is the Winamon. Yeah, Cinnamon. So my, my taste buds have evolved because I used to like Sugar Smacks. You guys know about that? Is that no, the frog? I don't know yes. what that is. Yeah, I remember yes. the frog. Sugar Smacks and Pops. I remember Pops, yeah. And my wife hated those two. So when I got married, like I wasn't allowed to eat them anymore. And I'm not going to buy... no. So I'm not going to buy a box of cereal just for myself. Right. I'm going to buy something that my whole family is going to eat. Right. So now we're boring. So we eat life mm. and like Rice Krispies. I like life. Oh, I love Rice Krispies, actually. Yeah. Do you, What about cornflakes? You guys like cornflakes? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Do you really? Yeah, I really do. All right. Now I'm going to make fun of you. Okay. Seriously. This is me making fun of you. Do you like Frosted Flakes? 
I do. It's Wait, the same thing. Uh, what about sugar. corn pops? Isn't that a thing? Pops. Yeah, that's what I was just saying. Yeah, those oh, aren't that's those like what you big meant. circles, yeah. right? Those were the big circles. Yeah, oh, I, I like them. them. Or is that kicks? I didn't call them corn pops. You just said pops. Oh, okay. okay. Is kicks still around? Yeah. Kicks are like tasteless though. When kicks they get are for kids. really quick. No, that's tricks. Tricks. That's kicks. <laughs> kick. Don't kick the kids. <laughs> kicks are for kids. What does kicks say? <laughs> What's kicks? Kicks are small little round pebble, pellets. Pebblets. Pebblets. So dog food? Yeah. Yeah. So just imagine <laughs> dog food in white form. They're white? Yeah. They're like, well, they're like your color. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like just almost white. Almost white. Like, yeah. <laughs> but just not quite. Just a little shade. Almost white. Like off white. Just not quite. Yeah, yeah. With a little bit of red. Right, I see. Yeah. A little bit of pink. <laughs> I see. Bible dingers ding or no ding. Yeah, how now we start the show. Hey, I'm Nick. I'm here with Ryan and Mark. And we are Bible Dingers. And we start each and every single episode with ding or no ding. Why come up with Whatever I want to come up with in reality. In reality, yeah. Either a news headline or a fact or whatever I can find that takes me hours and hours to find. And I try to stump these guys and I always fail, but yet it's fun because we get to talk about it. And after we have a little bit of fun, we dive into the topic at hand. And this episode is what? Episode 80? Yeah, something like is that. Is that right? Yeah. Hold on. I got I to gotta verify. Well, that's contingent. That's contingent on if we can book any egalitarian interview or not. So it could be 79? Yeah. We're past the point where the interview would air, and I still haven't been able to book anybody. Listen, it's not, it's not your fault. Yeah. You've really tried. I've seen the emails. I've reached out to like and 20. And this guy's reached out to a lot of egalitarian. egalitarians, and they're all apparently too busy (laughs) so yeah listen it's not our fault we try to be unbiased we try to present the facts try to have fun conversations along the way and this side just seems very 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 busy yeah they're just so busy defending their viewpoint that's what it it seems they're very busy (laughs) dodging oh the viewpoint hey now so if you do hold to that view and you would love to have an unbiased, friendly conversation where we just ask you questions and we expect you to answer them biblically, we would love to have a conversation with you. But it seems like we'll only have one view presented. Yeah. So let's see what happens there. Let's see. But we talked about cereal. Do you know why? <laughs> do you know why? Why do they call them cereal killers? Well, I think that's a different type of cereal. What kind of cereal? That's the cereal are they with killing? an S. What kind of cereal are they killing? People, people, Jacks. <laughs> a guy named Jack. <laughs> a guy named Jack. Uh, you think they kill a captain? A Captain maybe. Crunch? It could be. Maybe the first couple people they killed, like, were exact names of cereal. That's what it is. And, and they, they changed like, a C to an S, and then they started killing other people, and it just. Right, but originally it was a C. Y- you know, yeah. the C and the S are not the only different letters, right? Yeah. Well, there's, yeah. But they also Most changed of the, the other letters. 
whenever they went from to see serial named S. people to regular people. Yeah. 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 So the cereal <laughs> with a C, cereal with an S. They took life. What other cereal is there? Oh. <laughs> they took life away. They said, Cheerio. Yeah. <laughs> Insert pun here. As you know, you wait for the the sound bite to answer the question. And my goal is to stump you, even though I don't think I'm going to. <laughs> this season, I am failing miserably, and I considered switching it up. Mm. But we shall see what happens. We shall. A cornflake in the shape of Illinois sold for $1,300 on eBay. <laughs> I'm ready. Tooting or not tooting? That is the question. What, what? is the answer? Ding. See. Ding, 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 ding. He went into the whole spiel about how he changes articles. I don't care. <laughs> okay. Well, then I'm gonna I'm gonna do ding just for Mark's sake. No, you could switch it up. Okay, no ding. No ding. Yeah. All right. It's usually the other way around. Mark yeah. is usually the loser, <coughs> and Ryan's usually the winner. But in this case, really. You are wrong, really. I changed it to a clap. No, no. Because I don't like being wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. No. <laughs> oh, man. You know, you cannot, you cannot be a sore loser, okay? Okay. In 2008, two Virginia sisters found a cornflake that was shaped like the state of Illinois and sold it on eBay for $1,350. Monty Kerr, the owner of a trivia website from Austin, Texas, was the buyer. He explained that he wanted the special piece of cereal for his traveling museum. <laughs> We're starting a collection of pop culture and Americana items, he told the Associated Press. We thought this was a fantastic one. I, I could pay rent with that. Bro. 1300 bucks. I'd be, I'd be going through my cereal bowls every day. This New York here... Oh, putting together There's a whole New map. Jersey here. I'd make a frame. Mm-hmm. I, I'd glue them together on a frame. You could get a scalpel, a little cereal scalpel, and just cut <laughs> them to look exactly like well, you the know, states. One time I was eating a piece of cheese, and it looked like Minnesota. Really? Yeah. I have a picture of it. Sometimes I was, One time I was drinking a cup of soda, and I said it looked like Minnesota. Yeah. It looked like Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota. It looked like a Minnesota. Yeah. Like a mini Like a soda. mini soda. <laughs> it was a inflation, bro. <laughs> bro. One time I made a toast and I th- I think I saw Mary on uh, my toast. That's actually happened. <laughs> yeah. And she talked to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Bible dingers. Yeah, so as always, we like to have some fun in the start of the episode, but here we are diving in 
<clears throat> diving in. I, I'm hitting. Uh, I'm hitting. In. I'm hitting puberty here. Puberty. Puberty. All right. So we are diving into the book of Philemon, as our boy Dwayne likes to say, or Philemon, if you're normal. <laughs> I'd like oh, to know. Jesus. <laughs> Bro. Are you feeling me, man? No? All right. So we start the episode discussing the... Where are the turtles? Where are they? The turtles, known as the title of the book, comes from the recipient of the letter, which was Philemon. Philemon was a wealthy member of the church in Colossae, which we talked about in our episode on the book of Colossians. Mm. We mentioned Colossae briefly. Um, so make sure you go check out that episode. Philemon owned slaves, as did most of the rich people in that time. And these weren't slaves, as you think about, in the antebellum south. So they were a little bit different than that. It was much more like the household servants of Victorian Britain or indentured servitude. So about one third of the populations of Greece and Italy in this day were slaves. That's a pretty big uh percentage there yeah absolutely you gotta make a living yeah yeah and and it goes to say that a lot of them had some really amazing lives Mm -hmm. you know it wasn't like they were being slashed with whips every day i think that's the american way of thinking about slavery Mm -hmm. and i think part of that tough question as you wrote a fabulous article on fabulous um uh, answering the question is understanding what slavery looked like at the time anyway Philemon's house was large enough that he housed the Colossian church. So it wasn't this small, well, it could have been small church, but it wasn't this small house. Mm-hmm. It had to be large enough to have some people there. Yeah. It was a colossal house. Hey, now. Yeah. They actually named the Colosseum after this his house. After Philemon. <laughs> no. That's, Fun fact. That's false. So don't believe that. Anyway, who wrote this? That's a very important question, and we will discuss that right now. Paul proclaimed himself as the author of this book three times. Say, where'd you get that from? Well, I got it from the book itself. Hey, now. We have chapter 1, chapter 9, and chapter 19. We see Paul proclaiming himself as the author. Early church fathers, Ignatius, Jerome, Chrysostom. How do I say that? How do I say that? All right, Chrysler so Tim. I was, gonna, I I was gonna I was gonna start the episode by saying, by praying that I can pronounce these words because I'm terrible at it. Mm. Um, well, it's names, you know. It's names are names. No, they're important, you know. So Ignatius, Jerome, Chrysler Thompson, <laughs> Chrysostom. Chrysostom, I think. Chrysostom. Theodore of <laughs> Mopsostia. How do you say Mopsostia? I think it's Mopsustia. Mops- <laughs> Mopsustia! I don't know. Mopsustia? All right. You guys have no idea what we're talking about because that entirely got cut just now. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, it did. Oh, it did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, at so least some of it oh, did. So let's talk about who wrote this. So Paul proclaimed himself as the author of the book three times in verse one, nine, and nineteen. Uh, also, 
By the way, you're not going to hear us talk about chapters in this book because there's it's no chapters. One. Yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> verses. So yeah, he proclaimed himself as the author three times. The early church fathers, Ignatius, Jerome, Chrysostom, Theodore of Mopsustia, Tertullian, Origen, and Eusebius all attest to the fact that Paul is the author of this book. You definitely practiced. I, I did just now whenever we did the part that we just cut. Also, the language and writing style resemble Paul's other works. For instance, Paul frequently uses the term faith and love in his introductions. And he doesn't fail to do that for this book either. And uh, also, it would be interesting to compare Philippians 1, verses 3 through 4, with Philemon 4. Uh, In Philippians, he says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you, all making my prayer with joy. And then Philemon 4, he says, I thank my God always when I remember you in my prayers. So pretty much saying the same thing here, just differently. And then lastly, Paul mentions certain individuals in both the book of Colossians and Philemon. He mentions Archippus, Epaphras, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke. And uh, he probably mentions them not only in Philemon but in Colossians uh, because, like Nick said, the Colossian church was meeting in Philemon's house. So it makes sense that there's some crossover on the people in these books. Yeah. All right, next it is time to find out. Yo, 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 when this was written. <laughs> the date of authorship, when this was written. Um, so to figure out when it was written, typically we use external evidence and internal evidence from the book. Uh, the internal evidence is that Paul was in prison during the time of writing. Uh, Like usual, actually, most of his epistles are written from prison uh, in some capacity. Uh, This makes Philemon one of several of what we call the prison epistles. And these were written during his first imprisonment in Rome, which was actually more like a house arrest. There was a lot of freedom in this prison sentence. People could come and go when they were visiting him. He was in a house in Rome. So Philippians, Colossians, Ephesians, and Philemon were all written during this time. Philemon was actually probably written at the same exact time as Colossians. Uh, Not only that, but it was delivered at the same time by the same person, Tychicus. In Colossians 4.9, Paul mentions that Onesimus is with Tychicus. And Ephesians was also delivered during this trip. So we got some fellers leaving from Paul's imprisonment. Yeah. Fellers? Yeah, fellers. Uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, that is the fellers, Onesimus and Tychicus, bringing these books with them. So it's likely not only that Paul was pleading via letter form to Philemon, but also Tychicus was going to make a personal plea when he was delivering the letter to Philemon, along with Onesimus right there next to him. Paul's writing of Ephesians, Colossians, and Philemon were likely towards the beginning of his first imprisonment in Rome, which was from 60 to 62 AD. And so that puts authorship of Philemon most likely between 60 and 61 AD. Nice. And the next section is usually your section. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and that is... Action is coming. The historical context section. And as I mentioned before, the church at, at Colossae is something that we definitely discussed in our episode on the book of Colossians, where we take a deep dive on that. So make sure you go back in time and check out that episode. It's probably one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. Really? Yeah, because I love the book of Colossians so much. Yeah. Um, my next favorite doing it is is uh, the book of Hebrews, which we haven't done yet. But you already know it was your favorite. I already know. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. Hebrews and Colossians. Looking forward, you're looking back yes. on when we <laughs> recorded Hebrews. John, Hebrews, and Colossians are my three favorite books. Oh, yeah? I love them. It's Christology all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, check that episode out. And then, uh, as we mentioned earlier on in the episode, there was slavery in the Roman Empire. And we're not going to give an in-depth explanation the way my brother Ryan did in his blog post on www.bibledingers.com. Bibledingers.com. So we will not take a deep dive the way he did on that. But make sure you go and read that article because it's one of our greatest articles we've ever had as far as popularity. So go check that out. But I would like to give a general idea of slavery during this time period in the Roman Empire just so that you can understand the context of what we're about to dive into better. And like I said in the, in the, the earlier point of the episode, slaves constituted about one-third of the population of Greece and Italy. Uh, it was a massive, massive group of people. In the United States, we have an image of slavery burned into our brains, and that kind of corrupts the way we look at this text. Free labor with the harsh master outdoors in some sort of field uh, with a whip, you know, constantly whipping them and whipping them, having no uh, freedom at all. This was not the case during Paul's time. With such a massive amount of the population being slaves, many of them were teachers, artists, bankers, doctors, whatever. They work regular skill jobs along with regular Roman citizens. In fact, we read in other parts of scriptures, of scripture, that uh, slaves were actually in church, um, so they had an important role there as well. So we, they were regular people with regular jobs, with very important jobs, and they were treated fairly well. Uh, they weren't, however, considered legal persons during that time. They could be bought and sold. However, they weren't typically treated harshly. In fact, many masters took their slaves under their wing, more like apprentices, and taught them their own trades. In uh, 20 AD, the Roman Senate gave slaves the right to a trial. And what that did was it gave them some semblance of humanity. Also, in many cases, slaves had a better life than free people. Many slaves who lived in favorable conditions with masses who treated them with dignity and respect had better lives than poor men who were free. These are the conditions and context in, in, in which Paul is addressing Philemon in regards to Onesimus. Yeah, so I think back in the day in the United States, a lot of people used some of these slavery passages to justify their horrendous sin of owning slaves in the antebellum South, and that was just a clear misunderstanding of history. Yeah. 
and uh, the context of, of these books. Well, people do that with a lot of stuff in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, they take, they cherry pick verses and uh, they create a whole theology on those verses yep. instead of understanding the context. Yep. Yep. All right. <laughs> now it is time for the porpoise, a.k.a. the purpose of the book. So Onesimus had stolen from and ran away from Philemon, and he went to Rome in order to try to blend into the slave population there. While he was in Rome, he met Paul, and Paul led him to Christ and ended up taking Onesimus under his wing for a while, and they worked together for the gospel in that region. However, Paul knew that Onesimus needed to make things right with Philemon due to the circumstances, and Paul wrote this book in order to encourage reconciliation between two believers. It was a call to compassion, forgiveness, and selfless love. How you doing? Anyway, next up is everyone's favorite part of the show. And that is... The fun facts section. First fun fact is Onesimus literally means useful. This was a very common name for slaves in that day. So everyone was called one for short. Hey, mm. one. Yeah, yeah. You're number one. They made yeah. the slaves feel really good back then. Yeah. You're number one. You're number one. Yeah. No? And for those who are really struggling to understand that joke, it's because Onesimus starts with O-N-E. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, everyone had nicknames back then. Like, yeah. You know. Although it is true <laughs> that you, you say that, but actually I don't think anybody spoke English. This is true. In mm. the Roman Empire. So could you give me Onesimus in their original language, how they sound? Uno. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, everybody was named Uno. Yeah. Everyone spoke everyone Spanish. Everyone was very confused. <laughs> in Greece. <laughs> Everyone was very confused. They thought they were winning a card game the whole time. Yeah. Uno. <laughs> yeah. That's how the game was invented, actually. Yep. Yeah. No doubt. Fun fact. Uh, anyway. Yeah, fun no. fact. That's the second one. Yeah. Onesimus literally means useful. This is the actual fun fact. And Onesimus was a very common name for slaves in that day because it were very useful. <laughs> and the second fact and the last fact of this episode is that the entire book is essentially about forgiveness, but the word forgiveness appears, you guessed it, one oh. zero times. Zero. So the one is in the name and not in the forgiveness. <laughs> That's so. the zero. There's a zero. They spell forgiveness with a zero for the O yeah. in this book. You know? Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's pretty bad. And, you know, this whole concept is forgiveness. And Onesimus reminds you that there's only one that offers true forgiveness. Yeah. And that is... I am delivered! Through Christ Jesus. Amen. It's outline time. Yeah. That was like a symphony of sound bites and bells. <laughs> that was nice. That was, that was really smooth. That was. I'm really proud of you. I'm proud of you, actually. You did most of it. I did one. But you did two. Oh, the bells of sound After bite. you did one. Oh, Simus. <laughs> okay. How many times did you Simus? Only one, one time. One. There was only one time, yeah. Only one time. Only one I was only useful once. Yeah. Yes. All right. By the way... You could you could say how many 
points there are in Four. this book. But point one is a greeting, and Ryan has hide deer in parentheses. <laughs> because adding one extra letter after the T was too hard. Yeah. And D-E-R-E was much more edifying for this episode. Well, it's kind of cute. Nice. You're not really pronouncing it right, you know. It's okay. hide dare. Hide dare. Yeah. Ah. Hide dare. Hide dare. Yeah. Got it. Yes. Yeah, so as he said, there are four points. Well, he didn't say. How many? Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Points ah. to the Book of Philemon. Why do we keep repeating it? And to be honest, it was kind of difficult to put four points in such a short book. And that's because three of the points are kind of invalid. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. But it's not an outline with just one point, right? So, yep, true that. There are four points to this book. The first one is the greeting in verse one through three. And this is where Paul reaches out to Philemon and he says, Hi there. Uh. And then the second point is thanksgiving and prayer for Philemon. That's verses four through seven. And at this point, he's moved on from saying hi, Dare. And he says that Paul says that he's thankful for Philemon when he remembers Philemon in his prayers because Philemon is a very loving person. He is not a man of God. No, he is. Yeah, he is. He is not a man of God. <laughs> All right. So that's the first two sections. Can you believe it? We're already <laughs> we're already halfway through the outline. <laughs> Incredible. All right. So the third section is really the meat. This is where it gets meaty. This is the meaty part of the book. Uh, verses eight through twenty-one. This not, is like the Arby's of the book. It's not. It's not milk. Right. This you is see meat. what I'm doing here. Yep. I see. See what I'm doing here. Huh? Spiritual milk. This is the I, spiritual Arby's of the book. <laughs> I am segueing into the next episode that you will listen to next ah, Monday. See, about I milk. saw what you were doing on in the small, in my small mind. Uh, I knew that you were making a reference to the Bible, but you were talking about the very next episode that you will listen to next Monday when will. we drop a new episode for you. Unless at this moment you stop what you're doing and you become a patron, then the episode on Hebrews is actually available right now. Unless you choose not to listen on Mondays, you could also listen to it on Tuesday through <laughs> Sunday as well. That is true as well. Yeah. Monday is our most popular listening day, though. You know that? Yeah, because it's it's, uh, That's a, really it's a fresh drop day. Yeah, fresh drop. Fresh drop day. So the meaty part, section three, this is the plea for Onesimus, and this is chapter one, verses eight through 21. Chapter one, Yep, chapter one, Simus, verses eight through 21. And it begins with Paul's appeal to Philemon in verses eight through 11. And this is basically Paul saying he has the authority to command Philemon uh, to forgive Onesimus, bring him back into the house, things like that. But he preferred to appeal to him with love and reason instead. Look at you. And he also notes here that Onesimus became like a son to him and that he loves Onesimus. I am delivered! All right, following that in verses 12 through 16, we have Paul's motives here. And he says that he wants reconciliation between Onesimus and Philemon and for them to hopefully become like brothers because of this. 
And isn't that true that many times in relationships, when you go through hard times, you actually end up closer to each other than yeah. you were before mm-hmm. you went through the hard times. Yeah, for sure. You know? All right. And then it goes into Paul's request. That is verse 17. Basically, Paul is asking Philemon to receive Onesimus back as you would receive Paul. Treat him as if he is Paul, in a sense. Art thou feeling it now, Mr. Kratz? You're very somewhat happy today. I like it. <laughs> I'm for it, though. Well, you know why? Yeah. Because these connect really well with your points. That is true. Art thou feeling like Paul. accepting him yes. as you would that's accept what I'm me, Mister yeah. Philemon Krabs. Yes. Yeah. All right. And then after that, we have Paul's offer in verses 18 through 20, and this is where Paul says that if Onesimus owes anything or has wronged Philemon in any way, charge it to Paul's account. Put it on his tab. Consider it as if I did these bad things to you. And then lastly in this section, we have Paul's confidence in verse 21. And this is where Paul says that he knows Philemon will do even more than what Paul has requested. How you doing? And that is the final part of the meaty section, which is section three. Meaty. And, And then the final point of the book, section four, is concluding matters. And this is verses 22 through 25. Oh, you stink! (laughs) This is where (laughs) Paul says to Philemon, prepare a room for me because I want to visit. And also, I have some friends here and they say hi. And that is it. And I love, these are are probably my favorite parts of the books is when Paul is like, hey, these bros say hi, by the way. Or he says something like very personal. You know, it's like... Mm -hmm. This is the Bible, but still it's kind of like, you know, there's like some, yeah, there's like he's, some personal. Yeah, he's just a dude. Yeah, he's exactly. Got some friends. Exactly. Hey, can you can you get a room ready? Because I want to come over and have a sleepover. <laughs> yeah. You know? Slumber party. That's pretty much exactly what he's saying. Yes. So that's it. That is the book of Philemon. Nice, 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 nice. Nice, 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 nice. Nice, 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 nice. Yep. Nice. You guys ever watch King of the Hill? No. Not some kid. They just stand around and they go, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So, anyway, if you are not a part of. Make sure, like I said earlier in the episode, you go to Patreon www.patreon.com slash Bible Dingers. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot C-O-M like Mary slash Bible Dingers. Um, yes, we are 100% patron supported. Um, we do not do any advertising. We don't yet have any sponsors. <laughs> yet. <laughs> and we don't plan on doing advertising until Till we can. <laughs> Till we find someone that would like to insert their ad right here. Please. Just kidding. But seriously. Uh, we are 100% patron supported. This is not a cheap ministry to run. We have a lot of hosting fees and, mm. and all these websites cost money. YouTube costs money to produce videos. Podcast episodes have to be hosted. 
And so we could not do this ministry without our patrons. And we love our patrons. We are thankful for them. And if you would like to receive early content and behind-the-scenes content and things of that nature, make sure you go to our Patreon. And you can find that link on BibleDingers.com. And you know what else you could find? You could find a link to our amazing YouTube channel that I want to encourage all of you guys to make sure you go and subscribe to because Ryan has definitely manhandled that channel for a while. You'll see me sprinkled in there every now and then, but he's been producing amazing content on YouTube. I know we've been taking a break on the podcast side for a little while, but that doesn't mean that we stopped doing ministry. We were still producing amazing videos for you all, and there's hundreds of hours of videos for you to watch, and you will learn a lot of amazing stuff. Anyway, that was our episode on Philemon. If you like what you heard, I hope that you would go and listen to all our other episodes that we've been doing for almost three years now, right? But if you would like to follow us on social media, you can search at Bible Dingers across the board. And while you're there, just give me the likes, don't pass and scroll. Don't pass and scroll. Hit like, hit subscribe, hit follow. And most importantly, ding on. Bible Dingers. Bible Dingers. Embrace the ding. Times I lost my mind. Now I look back and smile. So much beauty in the pain led to who I am today.